Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, look, the neighbors liked my tree trimming so much. Now they're doing it too. It's a chainsaw massacre. Earplug City. Just because you can click a happy birthday button doesn't mean you should. Get a life, LinkedIn. (laughs) Is there such a thing as too much sparkling water? Because I might have a problem. Oh, I definitely do. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the final days of 2020. Bye-bye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Have such a good day. Have such a good day, the show that wants very badly for you to do just that, even if it seems impossible at times. <laughs> and to just make you chuckle a little bit. Uh, we hope to find the humor and irony in everyday bullshit over here. Yeah, that's right. Peppy discussions about life, whatnot, pandemics, wrinkles, aging. All of it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's Sunshine City Heather over there. I'm Sarah. Uh, we do this every week. This is, our, this is our pod for everybody who's been with us the whole time. Or, or if you're new to the show, welcome. And welcome back. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a rockin' good time. I just know it. Oh, raucous. Yeah. Anything with an R, really. Mm-hmm. Racy. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, we will be racing cars in this episode. Surprise! (laughs) You never really Uh, know, do you? (laughs) You really don't. That's part of the fun. So, Heather, how's your week been? Because mine has been a little topsy turvy. Uh, I keep waiting every week. I think, oh, I just won't even have anything to show for the last week. But that's never the case because life is a series of compromises. Oh, it sure is. Fires to put out. I always brace myself for like the next like drama in your life, Sarah. I'm like, okay, what is going on? Should I check in? Should I, should I say hi? Happy weekend? Right. right. Will she bite my head off? Yeah, yeah I'll, uh, I will. <laughs> I hope I don't do that. No. I'll keep the uh, household follies brief, but uh, plumbing issue. Plumbing issue in my unit, my unit specifically, not the Airbnb that I manage, which at least there's that, but that means that, Silver you know, lining. the one toilet that is mine is unusable and so is the shower. And I learned the hard way. So I am actually recording this from my mom's house. Thankfully, she doesn't live that far away from me and I can take my show on the road, <laughs> but I'm not super happy about it. And we'll just 
I'll let you guys know how it goes next week because it's apparently going to be a whole like demolition job and there's concrete and jackhammering and it's more than just like, oh, I had a clogged toilet. It's like a whole thing. Sounds like a total shit show, really. Like literally. I mean, literally. Literally. Yeah. I know what goes down a toilet and <laughs> I never want to see it again, but other people do it for a living. So cheers to you plumbing people. You can't win, Sarah. You just I know. can't win. I know. I've learned a lot about plumbing and the more I learn, the more I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I want, I just want to be blissfully unaware like I was last week, but that's not really, you know, the most interesting part of my week. It's the most annoying, but... I have found that, and this actually goes back to last holiday season because we've talked about this before. People have start to get nostalgic, some type of way feelings, whether mm. you're lonely or you know you crave, you know, the, you know, family and friends, and that's like way harder this year than it was last year to be physically with a lot of folks for pandemic reasons. And sometimes people are just sort of far away. But I noticed last year that. There was a boyfriend, wasn't even my most recent boyfriend, mm -hmm. someone from my past who, you know, I mean, I don't hate the guy, but we're not getting back together. That was never on the table. <laughs> uh, ended a long time ago. He had kind of reached out and was like, how you doing? Thinking about you. And it kind of started out at first as like, yeah, okay, I'm good. Thanks for reaching out. And I realized that he was kind of fishing. You know, he was, mm -hmm. was kind of wondering if I was interested in meeting up and once I realized that I was like dude it's Christmas season you're doing your spinning your wheels thing and go bug somebody else you mm -hmm. know I don't want it so that was you know again it's yeah, a year ago now this year there's no you know sort of recent ex that I feel would come out of the woodwork but there have been a couple people who I had maybe had some flirtatious chats with or you know there was maybe like hmm, a possibility of something going any further and it just didn't for whatever reason mm -hmm. I mean I pretty much was just like listen 2020 is a wash <laughs> yeah I don't even know how to date anymore so it's not a big deal but it was there was one guy who kind of showed up out of nowhere and I had known that he had been dating somebody you know and mm -hmm. so he kind of was like yeah I think I'm kind of gonna like date somebody and he didn't live anywhere near me and it, I was just like yeah no hard feelings wasn't a big deal but uh he kind of just cropped up and I was like oh let me guess you and your girlfriend broke up and now you're lonely and it's Christmas season let me, <laughs> let, me let me let me just let me just take you know, a wild th guess throw out a wild one <laughs> and then there was another uh gentleman who I had met, uh, it was like Gentleman. at the dog park. Yeah, I mean, he seemed nice <laughs> enough. But I mean, really never, you know, hung out with him more than just like, oh, hey, how's it going? And we had, he had kind of done one of these like super casual things like, yeah, we should like take our dogs on a walk sometime. I go to the beach all the time with my dog and I was like, yeah, that's cool. So you give him the number and then you realize, oh, he just asked me out and I said, yes. <laughs> but I kind of didn't feel like that was happening at the in the moment. It was only later when he kept blowing up my phone where I was like, yo, like, I don't need to be on the hook for this. Like, you seem nice and everything, but, you know, what's the rush? Mm -hmm. And um, it has gotten progressively more like smiley face texts. And, and I'm like, it's cuffing season. That's just what's <laughs> happening. People are losing their minds. And I know it's not just guys. It's, yeah. like, you know, a lot of folks who you like the idea of like having, you know, a, a strong connection with, well, not even necessarily just one person, but... These are people who 
I don't think they're like in love with me or anything. I think that they're just, it's just that time of year. Well, you know, maybe explain cuffing season to people who don't know what that means. Oh, yeah. If you haven't heard the term, which I did not make up, it's the idea that, and this happens, I think, a lot more in colder climates where it's like, oh, it's snowing. You know, I'm not going to go outside for the next month. The idea is that you kind of like have somebody that you've handcuffed to yourself. Mm -hmm. So the two of you are in it together. Whether or not you're really going to be long term is sort of beside the point. It's, you know, cuffing season. People say that around Valentine's Day, too. Or like, oh, you know, you know, my my summer fling and that kind of thing so it's a term that the youths use i was gonna I say sarah's hip to the youth culture if you guys right. don't know well because people keep trying to cuff me <laughs> jesus get a hold of yourself it's really funny i read an article yesterday uh, kind of about this it was you know obviously people are uh making connections digitally this year more than ever because of the pandemic and this one girl who had been talking to this other girl for like four months online and they had like this really strong connection and they were so into each other, talked like every day, four months. And then they finally meet in person and like it's not happening. Like they don't feel a connection mm. phys- like in person. And so they like yeah. ended it. And it's I think that's fascinating, maybe for a future show topic, but it's, it's just interesting. Like, can you sustain a digital relationship without seeing somebody because it's not great? In person? I don't know. Right. Or it's, you know, if you've ever seen the show Catfish, mm. um, you've either seen it or you probably know what it yeah. is. But the whole idea is someone being like, you know, I've been talking to this person for months and or years. And for whatever reason, you know, they, they can like, they're never available to video chat or, mm-hmm. you know, we keep trying to meet up and they like keep making excuses. You know, my dog died or my dad's in the hospital or, you know, my car broke down, that kind of thing. And it always ends up, you know, the show is all about like, it's all very contrived, yeah. but it ends up being that it's never the person that the other person thought that they were conversing with. Sure. It's somebody else entirely. And often it's a person who was like, well, they wouldn't have liked the real me. Yeah. So I, you know, I took some photos off the internet and that's not really what you're talking about with these two ladies, but. No, I think it kind of is actually. I think it is because she, ha- you know, you, you create a front, you create this persona that's digital, that's not you know maybe you're kind of trying really hard to be someone you're not or to like seem peppy or something and then in person you're just different oh sure i mean listen i have been especially with online dating i have thought wow this guy is physically attractive and you chat and they seem cool enough and then you meet up and you're like yep yep no there's something yeah not like you lied about your face Uh but there's just something that's not going to click yeah. and you kind of know it right away. Yeah. So the physical stuff just can't go away. I mean, as much as the world has changed, maybe forever, still got to see people in person. <laughs> got to do it. Yeah. Got to do it. Or just, you know, sorry if you heard my dog shake just now. He's since I'm uh, doing the show at my mom's house, he's wandering around aimlessly because he's like, why am I here? What are we doing? <laughs> the sun's all in the wrong spot. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, today is, I think, a day of a show of morals. All right. My week has been actually kind of great. I, I really did have a great birthday. I was very worried, as you know, um, about like this pandemic birthday, but I was pleasantly surprised. It was a sunny, beautiful day full of presents and champagne and love from around the globe and an <laughs> actual card from you, Sarah, which really just <laughs> brought so much joy to my life. I know. Best very, gift very ever. Funny. I even found a stamp. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I was like, it was like so many layers of like 
happiness because I was like, where did Sarah find a pen? Wait, 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 wait. She went to the post office or she went to a post office box even. I'm like, okay, she cares about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. After all these years, I'm finally ready to show you that I care. <laughs> and the, the envelope, it came up into, I have a USPS digital email that I get because of like moving or whatever. And it like, I saw the, the, you know, your envelope and it was like the most hilarious. It was from Otis obviously right you know it was like a funny kind of like animal speak kind of thing um very cute um i I got lots of presents from my po box which was very very fun shout out to all y'all that that sent me stuff ice cream sandwiches for lunch no not ice cream sandwich. what am i talking about i had ice cream for lunch with a homemade waffle cone but i had ice cream sandwiches for dessert with candles. I'm telling you, if you guys don't know what to get your loved one for their birthday, you know, cause it's probably hard to order a cake right now, get those Cool House brand gourmet ice cream sandwiches and then put um, candles in them. Oh my God, it's such a great alternative uh, in a pandemic pinch. That's a very cute DIY birthday project. It is, it's unless it's my birthday, in which case I would like chips and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> or what about nachos? Yeah, put the candle in there. It's fine. (laughs) Something with a lot of salt. Thank you. Um, And then I want to shout out one. I got so many wonderful messages from friends. Uh, I loved all of them equally, but I wanted to shout out one from my friend Lola, part of the chat O um, that we talked about last week, Chat Olympics, because I think you guys could relate to this. So she says, happy birthday, Heather. Sorry you had to cancel your always fabulous birthday plans, but you're now part of this exclusive club of people who all had to cancel their birthday plans in 2020. And look on the bright side. You probably will only have to cancel one birthday, you lucky duck December baby. But let's just focus on the mega party that will be 2022. If only Prince were alive, he'd write the theme song for it. They say the roaring 20s are due to come back again. Until then, keep being that extraordinary, gorgeous, intelligent woman you are. Keep your chin up and keep that lovely sparkle in your eye. Which I thought that was a lovely message and I think can apply to a lot of y'all out there. Um, who are you know nervous about having a pandemic birthday. One last thing I want to mention, and this was like such a highlight, I mean, next to Sarah's birthday card, but I did receive, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Cameo. It's a website, it's brilliant, but kind of janky, I have to admit. It's essentially actors, comedians, musicians, all kinds of people who are kind of online like in the movies out on the stage a lot of b and c actors it's kind of like a nice little side hustle for random i mean there's a lot of randos on there i mean i didn't even recognize like half of them but you can basically pay like a one-time fee to have someone like you know there's some kind of high top tier people on there like snoop dogg is like 1200 bucks you pay him and you can personalize a birthday message to like a friend or something or, or just a mess like any or any message doesn't you have just to be tell birthday. them like oh this is the friend you're saying hi to and this is sort of the top the name and, here's yeah. my name and here's some bullet points you know that kind of thing so you've got like there's like don johnson's on there for like 500 you've got Lindsay lohan for 215 i'm like how did you come up with like that number Shaka Khan, 600. That would be awesome. Ice Cube at 500. I love Ice Cube. That would have been great. There's also like the mean redhead kid with the braces from Christmas Story. I was like, oh my God, this guy got so many like five-star reviews. Yes. And you can also (laughs) review them. Long story short, I received a clip from my boyfriend from the actor Eric Roberts. If you don't know him, you can look him up. He's Julia Roberts' brother he often plays kind of a creepy macho guy and we had just seen a movie called star 80 
uh, with him in it. And it supposedly could have wrecked his career a little bit because he played such a creep. It was a Bob Fosse movie. I, I absolutely loved it. So I, we had just seen it and I, I hadn't seen Eric Roberts in anything for a long time. So my boyfriend sent me this clip. Heather, Eric Roberts here. I heard the nicest thing about you. Guess from who? You guessed it, Elijah. You guys have been pandemic partnering together, huh? And you know what? You are the best pandemic partner a guy could dream of. This guy loves you so much, Heather. He's all yours. I want to wish you the very happiest birthday. Please make it special. It's a little bit of an effort this year because it's a weird thing out there, that virus. I am so delighted to almost meet you both. Mwah. Send you lots of love and don't forget, we must all wear a mask. Peace out. The moral of the story is pandemic birthdays can be great. I love this. I am familiar with Cameo. Uh, in fact, it's been around a while because mm-hmm. two Christmases ago, because I'm part of the Secret Santa group, we do it every year, a long time running. And the gifts are, I mean, I don't know, sometimes the gifts are thoughtful, but they're often funny because it's like, oh, Sarah would love this particular, mm-hmm. like, you know, almost like more of like a gag gift thing. But yeah. we all live around the country, so there's some effort involved. You know, you got to send stuff and, you know, gift wrap it and or, or, or pay Amazon to do that, like like me. But uh, yeah, a couple years ago, for my secret Santa, I was very into the reality show Flora Bama Shore. If you're not familiar, um, yeah, it's, Heather, it's probably not your jam. I don't know, <laughs> though. You've surprised me before. But many of you have probably watched the show, if not seen it, or, or not at least heard about it. And I am just, I love some good trash reality TV. And one of the castmates on the show, she was like the wild one, you know, uh, uh, which is saying a lot because you just you just can kind of use your imagination. It was that sort of a show. <laughs> and so my my secret Santa gift was her saying like, hey, Sarah, you bitch. I heard you like chips and cheese and me, too. And we should get together and just like eat. And it was just so it was like perfectly in character <laughs> and I didn't, you know, Cameo was kind of like new and I'm watching this and I'm just like, how did you do that? How did you know I wanted this so badly? And it was just like, it was such a, and it feels so intimate. It's so crazy, but you don't know this person and you're, but it no. feels like you do. Right. Yeah. There's reality stars uh, have done well on Cameo and I've sent a couple uh, to, to people just to sort of brighten their day. But it, yeah, it's it's a fun, you know, thing that so no one fun. ever really expects and yeah, if you if you've run out of ideas for someone who likes the entertainment world, at least give it a go and see see who's within your price range. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, you can go down a serious rabbit hole of like random people you're like, "Who is that?" Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Uh, I'm glad you had a nice birthday. That is a nice warm fuzzy thing. Um, I don't even remember my birthday. I literally don't remember it. I, I'm sure I did. Oh, actually, no, I went out to dinner with some friends. Yeah, um, you did. That was, and you got a mezcal uh, cocktail. We've now, California, at least in our neck of the woods, that restaurant would not allow us to do outdoor dining at this time. But at the time, and back in October, it was. So, you know, we had a, we had a nice socially distanced um, you know, fresh air type of thing. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. I literally don't remember two months ago because <laughs> it was, like it was two, two decades ago. ago. Yeah. But so speaking of just you know time being a flat circle of some kind, <laughs> I was thinking about 
this idea of being remote and you and I, we talk about this all the time on the show because you and I are lucky enough to do a lot of work remotely. Mm -hmm. We both live in remote areas somewhat. I'm currently at my mom's because my house is getting torn up because of the whole plumbing thing, but she doesn't live that far away from me. And I've gotten pretty good at being able to pack up gear and know what I need and do a lot of things from the road, you know, get the backpack on and, and get to it. And that's all great, but that's also something that I was used to before travel became difficult. So I count my lucky stars in that regard because I know people have had a hard time just being able to, and I'm not even like going to get into the whole kid thing because I know if you have kids and distance learning and everything, it's a whole nother bag of tricks. And I feel for you all, boy, do I, Mm -hmm. Um, because just, you know, kind of navigating just one person's life, my own, is is tough. But I was reading yet another article. This one came from Bloomberg about an Apple CEO, who is Tim Cook, saying, we don't expect most of our staff to return to the office until, like, summer of 2021. I think he said June. And this is just echoing what many companies have already said. Google has said it. Facebook has said it. And most of the time, you hear these stories from big companies because the big companies, first of all, they've got, you know, enough kind of money coming in. So it's like they can get creative. And then, you know, in the same vein, a lot of these big companies, I mean, look at the Apple campus, right? That big sort of circular donut thing that's in Sunnyvale, California. You've, I've never actually been there myself, but I mean, you can like see it when you fly in on a plane where you're like, oh my God, look, it really is like a spaceship kind of thing. Like that is a very new campus. Apple just built it, you know, and it's beautiful and sleek and all the stuff. And it's like, no one's there. And I think that, not that they're not going to be there eventually, but I think a lot of companies, especially who have these global headquarters in a variety of cities, and they're paying so much money for all this stuff, have been able to say, okay, let's rethink this. Because a lot of our staff has still been working for us this whole time, and we don't have to pay for them to go somewhere. And if they're like happier at home and even perhaps more doing their job better, you know, because they cut down their commute and I don't know, maybe they just have like they focus better being in the home office. Not everybody's like that, but some people are. Mm -hmm. Then it, it actually makes sense for the company's bottom line. Now, when you're a smaller company, depending on what your startup may be or if you're a retail business, totally different ballgame. I I get that if you're a, a juice shop. I mean, okay, you can try to deliver or do curbside, but you're going to have a hit to your business. So employees working from home doesn't help anybody. It's like, you got to be there, make the juice. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how many people will say, yeah, you know, I used to have an office job and then 2020 happened and I didn't go back to work for, I don't know, 15 months. And then I just never went back to work. Not that you didn't have a job still, because mm-hmm. folks that haven't lost their jobs, lucky lucky to have a job, I know. But I just, it's, it's it, this is going to be a turning point where some, some things about this year, and obviously, I mean, we're talking most of 2021 also at this point. Some things are going to be like, wow, remember that craziness? <laughs> and some things are going to be like, remember how we did a lot of stuff the hard way because we just didn't know any better. That's just the way work went. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's fascinating to me. I, I think many uh, books and essays will be written about this strange time and we still need a few years. Yeah. We need to return to quote, I'm doing air quotes, normalcy before 
we can like look back on this sure. era. It's kind of like when you say like, what was the music of the 90s? You have yeah. to like get like over a decade beyond yep. that before you like, like know what it is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So yeah, it's just a... Uh, it is fascinating. It's fascinating. I mean, and not necessarily in a good way, but it's still fascinating. No, it really is. I think it's getting more fascinating. I think we were like really in it, like in the the muck, you know, this year. But like now we're kind of looking back on it a little bit more because it's been like almost a full year mm -hmm. and the year is coming to an end. So that's when people start looking back. So I find it very fascinating. It's, you know, and you look in history, these kinds of things have happened to completely reset something and you know what nothing ever stays you can't have something last forever even if it's you know like I, I think of a lot of the well this is actually like a really really good segue into what I wanted to talk to talk about and this also has a moral so just you know stay okay. tuned for that lots of morals mm -hmm. yeah so the film industry um, you know, I know that a lot of productions have gone back into production you know with very strict rules you know cleaning off props and gear and and whatnot and you know you know writers have to rewrite scripts so that there's not a lot of intimacy and fighting scenes which i think is really interesting and again like to your point we won't really see this for a while but like what is entertainment going to be i mean if you're really not having intimate scenes human to human like what, what you have to rewrite these stories it's very interesting to me um but you know there was the recent announcement by Warner Brothers um, that movies premiering that are supposed to premiere in 2021 will be on HBO simultaneously, you know, like Wonder Woman and Dune. And, you know, because theaters will be at reduced capacity in 2021, we don't even know if 2021 is going to snap back to the way it was before 2020. Um, so we are looking at at least probably six months of kind of reduced capacity. And so, you know, the film industry is bracing itself for it and filmmakers are not happy um christopher nolan in particular and dennis villeneuve who is the one that's uh, directing dune they are upset very upset uh, about it and they think that warner brothers is making a really bad decision and that uh, apparently hbo did not tell talent of the decision um in the beginning which is really kind of effed up but I guess Christopher Nolan called HBO Max the worst streaming service, and it's a sign of great danger. Crew members who get residuals, like unions, talent, I mean, this is really bad for people. The big, people that are like grips or, you know, you know, crew members, people on set, I mean, this is like going to be really bad for their livelihood. So I get why they're upset. But I want to mention, you know, Steven Soderbergh is one of my favorite filmmakers. He's a guy who just rolls with the punches, quite literally. His latest film with Meryl Streep, uh, Let Them All Talk, takes place on a boat. And apparently he shot everything rolling around in a wheelchair um, with a super, super tiny red camera. It's a new kind of prototype called the Komodo. Super small, in your hand. I am fascinated by this guy's career. He is incredible. He feels a little differently about the evolution of the film industry. He's got a lot of interesting, innovative ideas. You know, he's, he thinks that uh, there's a lot of cool ideas that are gonna come out of this. And I, I really have to praise him for this. I mean, he's trying really to make the best of it, I guess. He has this idea of having like revival showings. A lot of theaters are gonna pop up that are gonna be playing, you know, classics from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Back in 1948, there was this decision, it's called the Paramount decision, and it made it so that movie companies could not own theaters. 
I mean, it was a law that was passed. So that's why drive-ins happened. That's why independent mm-hmm. theaters popped up and like black theaters during segregation, porn theaters even. Um, and it created a lot of independent theaters and like kind of, kind of an open market thing. Um, but it's now really out of date, you know, and something has to change. So I think what we're going to see is, you know, we're going to see Amazon and Netflix theaters. We're going to see them premiere. We're going to see every studio having their own theaters, premiering their own stuff. I feel like that's going to be the future. It's very, very interesting. So the moral of this story is nothing lasts forever. And, you know, people who I, I think of the red carpet and how exciting these actors lives were where they'd fly around the world and they'd spend billions of dollars promoting a movie and they wore these fancy outfits. It's like, it's like nothing good lasts forever. You can't, not that it's not fair, but it's just the way it is. Yeah, it is. I think that when I heard the Warner Brothers, HBO Max simultaneous stuff, you know, the, mm-hmm. part of the, I was going to say the world melted down. People who care about these things melted down because it's a really big deal. Huge. And I get how movie theaters are like, whoa, we were super blindsided. This is like, we're not going along with this, you know? Yeah. But I also think that Warner Brothers and all of the, you know, big budget movies, they're going to lose money. It's not like they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we're just going to get our money and like F everybody else. They're, of course, they're going to lose money. But they're at least going to make some money that they weren't getting oh, yeah. anyway because people just aren't going to go anywhere. So, And they probably already have plenty of money. And that's the thing. I'm like, those filmmakers who make, you know, I mean, Christopher Nolan's like probably a billionaire. I don't know. But um, I hope that they're contributing to some of these independent theaters so that they stay afloat. You know, I'm like the Warner Brothers, all of these movie companies. I mean, they have tons of money. They should be. I really just hope that they are supporting the you know these theaters so that they don't fall apart yeah i miss going to the theater i i i have a friend who he is like such a theater person i mean it's just it's just mm-hmm. what he used to do on the weekends like double feature yeah, saturday and sunday and mm-hmm. just just loved it and we used to go he lives in san francisco we used to go to the movies kind of often and he was always the one who was like sarah come on you know come join me you know let's watch this movie and i'd be like eh, all right and then i'd always have such a good time because it's fun yeah. it's just a fun it's a fun thing to do get my popcorn it's a fun ritual yeah. and um but i also i don't know i'm the kind of person who it's kind of like a music concert. I'm usually sort of getting dragged. Someone's like, come on, I have mm-hmm. an extra ticket. It'll be fun. And then I go and mm-hmm. I'm like, that was fun. But I am rarely the one who's like, all right, everybody, let's go down to the Metroplex yeah. and watch some movies. <laughs> so I'm I'm easily kind of like, eh, I'll stay on the couch. I'm fine. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. But, uh, but when you go, you have fun. Totally. But it is a bit of a hassle. And it's funny. It's like, in a way, I'm like slightly happy that some of this stuff is not happening right now because it's been hard for me to I think the last time I went to a concert I had a hard time like staying awake Um, (laughs) you know like past 11 or whatever but Mm -hmm. um yeah I mean things are a change and that's for sure yeah I I don't know if I've ever fallen asleep at a concert actually I fell asleep at a uh, Grateful Dead concert (laughs) and but like we all did, because I think we all got too stoned. Yeah. This is a very long time ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, not <laughs> Grateful Dead has not been Grateful Dead for since I was like, I don't know, like in high school or something. But but yeah, I, I, I did I do remember everyone being like, OK, everyone wake up. It's what did over. you smoke? 
don't know. I don't know. Something, something that made me very tired. You know, I it's guess. actually really funny you say that because I, I never was a big Grateful Dead person, but I got like one of those miracle tickets, you know, they called mm-hmm. it back then. And it was, I think it was somewhere in the Bay Area. And I didn't really want to go, but there was like the, there were like the monks of something like opening that were really cool. I actually, that's the only thing I remember from that concert was the opener. And there were some Buddhist monks like doing some like oh. drumming Tibetan monks or something like that. And, you know, and then, this and then, actually sounds somewhat familiar. I wonder if you, you were went there. To the same show. It was at I the like Shoreline. Or yeah, it was one of those. Oh, yeah. it might have been. Yeah. That's really funny. And I remember really liking the opener and I don't remember anything about the Grateful Dead because I got, I smoked something. You probably, you, we were probably like in seats near each other because that would have, that would have made a lot of sense. The universe was trying to shove us together. Yeah. I wasn't a, you know, there were, there were the kids who were like, you know, the deadhead kids and I never was one. Me neither. I didn't dislike the band. I just like, I just found it. I didn't get it. Me neither. But I liked the idea of going to a show because I mean, again, by the time I was old enough to like. I don't know, like someone drove us like to Mm -hmm. the show and we went to the show and, you know, everything. I mean, the Grateful Dead had been around a really long time. It's not like we discovered the band. Mm -hmm. This is like in the 90s. Yeah. So it was more like almost like reunion ish, although they, you know, just never really stopped traveling. Mm -hmm. But I didn't get it. You know, I didn't want to follow them. I didn't care Mm -hmm. about the miracle ticket. I didn't want to, you know, wear a hemp uh, you know, <laughs> you know, unless it was like a small accent on something else. Sure. And I did have fun, but I also fell asleep for sure. I, yeah, I, I, definitely I definitely remember doing that total cliche thing where I like some guy next to me on the on the lawn or wherever I was like handed me a joint that was clearly laced with something. Like I don't know if it was that like like sketchy but it was like maybe hash or like something 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 that took you out a little bit oh man and i yeah. i remember passing out and i was like oh wait the concert's over like i never even saw the grateful dead that's <laughs> so weird i saw some of it and and it was like i remember just kind of being like comfortable you know it, it's almost like being in a movie theater where you're like mm-hmm. i know i shouldn't close my eyes because i'll fall asleep but I'm just really comfortable right now and yeah. it's dark <laughs> and I'm just going to go ahead and like do that. <laughs> you know, I was a fish head though for a little bit. That's different. I mean, I feel like fit, it's still a jam band, but it was like a little more like psychedelic and very fun. And I, I did travel around a little bit and may have worn hemp. I don't, I don't remember. Ask Abby. I went, I went to a couple of fish <laughs> concerts when I was in college. Again, it was like, there was a guy that I knew who was really into them. And so he was always kind of rallying the troops. Mm-hmm. And I went to more than one. I think I went to two. But it was like, yeah, it was it was the same thing where I look around and I'm like, these aren't really my people. Yeah. But everybody's having an awesome time, uh-huh. you know, and doing their kind of flaily dancing. <laughs> and it's Twirling. just kind of, it's just like good energy. It was fun. Yeah, totally. Yeah, fish head, fish head people were, fish heads were really cool, actually. Um, a lot of psychedelics, but... Um, we had a good time. It was uh, good memories for sure. And very talented musicians. So even if you're not into the music, I mean, you can appreciate yeah, you can, Trey Anastasio, I think is his yes, name. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's jamming incredible. for 25 minutes <laughs> and going strong. Wow, this song will never end. <laughs> Speaking of mushrooms, man, you know, it's like the kind of the first rains of the season, I guess, up here. And I forgot how... This place is insane. It's like there are mushrooms. You go out into the forest and 
my boyfriend took these incredible photographs yesterday of like the red toadstools, like ones from like Alice in Wonderland with like Ooh. the white speckles. Like seriously, these photographs are like beautiful and creepy. I mean, mushrooms are just very bizarre. They feel like something from another planet. They really do. I have not seen, I mean, probably in my life I have, I don't really remember, but you know, mushrooms were always this thing where like, yeah, if it got damp enough, you'd see some crop up in your, you know, backyard, you'd be like, you know, get mm. rid of that fungi. Mm -hmm. And I don't see any around my property now, although they're probably around somewhere. But when I take Otis to the high school, which is, you know, a series of just sort of big, expansive lawns, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, football track and, the, you know, all that stuff. But uh, the first time I was walking through, because I'm always kind of combing it for tennis balls that other people have left behind, because sometimes they leave behind like the cool, fancy ones, uh -huh. not like the crappy tennis balls that dogs like chew up easily, but yeah. they're like rubber. I know what you're talking about. And they have, like, sometimes a they're squeaky yeah. and you're just like, ah, bank error Score. in my favor. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of looking for color, you know, in this like big lawn. And sometimes I'll see something. I'm like, oh, that's good. Ugh, just a mushroom. You know? <laughs> Luckily, Otis has no interest in them because I was a little worried. Like, I can't oh, have yeah. my dog eating mushrooms. Like, I worry about that, too. He could get sick or worse. But I don't think they're thing. attracted to stuff that would be poisonous because they don't want to eat it. They'll sniff it and know it's bad. I mean, I would assume. I don't know. He chomps on lots of plants. But yes, I like to think that he knows what's good for him. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just discourage it in general. I'm like, stop eating that grass. Stop it. Oh, oat. Oh, oat. Um, speaking of... Something that you should never stop doing is being our patron. Never. <laughs> never. Stay with us forever. We'll find you if you don't. But yeah, if you're not a patron already, patreon.com slash have such a good day is where you can find out more about various tiers that you can join to be part of our community and help us kind of keep the lights on around here. Some of you have been with us from day one. Some of you have joined along the way. We love you all and we thank you so very much. Yeah, whether you're old, new, we love you equally. <laughs> In, indeed. And speaking of, we have a few new patrons. Ian Winkler. Hey, Ian. Rafael Monterosa. Hey, Rafael, I know you. I actually know that name. Hmm. Oh, he, Raphael's been around uh, a while. Uh, oh, I thought I recognized his name. Yeah, he's, he's you know. We used to work with him. I don't think I so. I don't know. God, I, but, I don't ugh, think my we memory. used to work with Raphael, but Raphael, if we did, and we're just seniors now and don't remember things, <laughs> let us know. But no, I just, I know Raphael from, from the internet. That is, okay. that's the homie. All right. Uh, hi, Raphael. Dan Skorchuk. Skorchuk. Dan That's Skorchuk. a cool last name. It's a really cool last name. I'm going to guess Russian roots. Yeah, very, very cool. I, you know, I wanted to mention a couple of things. So I, in the last show I mentioned, I wanted to have you guys send us some audio messages. I thought that would be really cool. And uh, we haven't heard back from you, um, but we'd love to know your thoughts on, would you make the effort to make an audio message on your iPhone? You just press record and under 30 seconds, say hello or ask us a question and we'll highlighted on the show so let yeah us know we want to hear your lovely velvety voices we really do and speaking of voices um we i kind of thought of an idea you know earlier in the show we were talking about cameo which is where these b and c actors uh mostly can send a personalized message um whether it's a birthday an anniversary maybe it's like a voicemail message outgoing message or something but we thought it could be fun to add 
this little perk to maybe a $10 tier on Patreon where Sarah and I can send you a personalized message just saying, hey, or happy birthday or something. Yeah, or maybe it's, yeah, it's something you... You kind of, I mean, listen, within reason, of course. Sure. But you can be the director of the audio message, whether it's for yourself or mm-hmm. somebody else. Yeah. Why not? It I mean, could here be we super are. fun. It could be fun. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Um, we're not going to add it to a tier quite yet because we want to know if you guys would be excited about it. So please email us at hi at have such a good day dot com or you can post a comment on Patreon dot com slash have such a good day. And a couple little notes from people. Um, these come from Discord. Gardner VH messaged us. We we're having all kinds of cool conversations in Discord. If you're not there, please join us. Uh, let us know if you can't get in and we will give you a code, a super secret code. <laughs> he says, it turns out that for me, this is he's referring to last week when we talked about group chat and how therapeutic it can be and especially kind of pandemic times where you don't see people. So he's referring to that. So he says, it turns out that for me, at least the ability to go online and chat normally, even for just a few minutes and share things you might otherwise say over a beer has been therapeutic. The groups could be anywhere from here on discord with friends or with people that hang out in a particular Twitch stream to groups of friends that chat in WhatsApp groups. There's no one situation I would place above the rest, but it is just the presence of multiple outlets for the need for social interaction that have kept me relatively sane. Love it. I love it, Gardner. Um, totally, totally get that. Totally feel it. Um, I had a uh, just a one-on-one phone call with a, a friend of mine who I haven't seen in many moons, and we really haven't talked at length in in quite some time either. And that was just you know kind of one-on-one, but. Boy, it was nice because like a lot of stuff had happened in her life that I just didn't know about because I hadn't mm-hmm. asked and yeah. and vice versa. And it was it was neat to catch up and not like, oh, I'm like glad she had a tough year. Not at all. But mm-hmm. you do feel like, you know, we can trade some war stories and oh, yeah. just get a better sense that like, all right, people, people have I was going to say people are suffering. Uh, <laughs> we'll try to keep it a little lighter than that. But, you know, we're. We've all kind of struggled on on lots of levels. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And a lot uh, happens every day. And it's like, you can't, it's so hard to keep. I mean, you and I are lucky because we kind of chat through a lot of the like nuances of our days, but it's hard to do that with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a, a good friend, um, um, Jill, AKA Jalita, who we, we catch up on the phone every couple of weeks, but it's like so hard to get through everything. You kind of almost do broad strokes because mm-hmm. there's all these things I want to talk to her about, but it's just not enough time, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, the whole kind of like two hour deep conversation, while very enjoyable for me is like, I mean, there are a lot of times. There goes two hours. When she texted me and she was like, do you want to chat? And I was kind of like, uh, yeah, okay. I don't have an excuse not to. You know, but it felt a little weird. But then once we did, I was like, that was so nice because we really did like, yeah, we got through like the emoji, like have a good day kind of texting layer that a lot of people do. And the other thing, too, is I noticed that I I have there are like little uh, points in time that you remember with with a person, with a relationship. And you're like, remember when we talked on the phone for two hours, like in December of 2020 and right. And so it's like it's almost like not a milestone, but it's like a little point in time that you can look back on in that history of that relationship. Totally. Which I think is important, you know, to keep relationships going. Yeah, I I very much agree with you. Uh, We also got another uh, little piece of feedback 
this one comes from Discord as well. So get, get in on the Discord. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about all sorts of good it's stuff. It's happening. Um, and this one was coming from an original thread about reishi mushrooms, right? And you had said, yeah, you heard there was some anti-aging qualities, which, of course, like, we'll take it, whether or not that's yep. true. There are a lot of, um, well, it dep depends on the nutritionist that you talk to, but it's a school of thought that there are just a lot of really good qualities to mm -hmm. having that in your diet. Um, Rawson said that uh, their reishi powder just turned up, had been ordered, and you'll let us know how that goes. Rawson says, I'm quite excited about it. And we are too, especially because then you'll be like Benjamin Buttons, you know, and you're going <laughs> to look like a baby in a couple months, you know, all that anti-aging. <laughs> it was actually Long Welsh. That was his reply to Rawson's original. Oh, I see. Rawson is the one who mentioned the reishi. Ah, and had so I got the mixed Okay. Yes. It's all good. Rawson was like, reishi is cool. Long Welsh says, I got some. I'll let you know. So Long Welsh, you're the Benjamin button yeah of and our group. see all of these things that we learn in the discord that we help each other we don't even ever see each other in person but we're like tight yeah we're super tight it's good stuff it's good stuff so it's again yeah thanks everybody who supports us on any level if you're listening to the free podcast please don't feel compelled to give us monetary anything if that's not a situation that you're in right now what you can do though rate and review us on apple podcasts even if you get your podcast another way it's something that helps surface our podcast for people who have never heard of us and we really appreciate it and we thank you in advance yes we do so in the meantime before we see you again next week i will continue to be heather <laughs> and i will remain sarah god and willing we hope you have such a good day such a good week such a good month such a good year 2021 we're counting on you. It's right around the corner, guys. We're gonna we're gonna get this thing. We're gonna win this. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. You guys hang in there. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.